Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha. Today, I wanted to spend some time talking about plastic, in particular, plastic bags that we get at the grocery store versus paper bags versus bringing your own recyclable bags. And we're going to just kind of dive a little bit deeper in this because these are some questions that I had when I went food shopping and I forgot my recyclable bags and I went down this rabbit hole of of trying to find out and alleviate my guilt only to end up as a podcast. So you're welcome because now you're going to hear all the fruits of my labor and my angst and my guilt and craziness. So listen on in. Before we start the show, I want to remind you that I have a free Facebook group, Whole Health Empowerment Project, and it's basically a group for women like you who, you know, maybe you're having a hard time making health decisions or getting inspired about maintaining your health, or perhaps you just need some, perhaps you just need some guidance from other women to help you along. So come on over to Whole Health Empowerment Project on Facebook, and it's completely free. We'd love to have you there. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about single-use plastic bags versus paper bags versus bringing your own recyclable bags when you go grocery shopping. I was at the grocery store the other day and I had forgotten to use, forgotten to bring my reusable cycling bags that are typically in the trunk of my car. When I realized I didn't have them, I was, I was just the whole time I was shopping, I was rocked with this overwhelming sense of guilt and and some anxiety about like, oh shit, what am I going to do? Am I going to use a ton of plastic bags at the checkout counter or what I have to, you know, the other alternative was to buy some small recycling bags at the checkout, but I knew I would need a lot of them. And honestly, I didn't want to spend the money because I already have a ton of reusable recyclable bags at home. I just didn't have them with me on that day. So I ended up using plastic bags and I I just felt so bad and I wanted to kind of just dive into it a little bit deeper. So when I got home, I essentially went down this rabbit hole of videos and articles about plastic bags and the toll that the modern conveniences have had on our environment. So because of that, you now have a podcast episode. Originally, it was supposed to just be like a health tip Tuesday, which is typically like just a five to 10 minute segment. But because I had so much information, I ended up making it an actual longer episode. Before we start, I also want to just kind of tell you that I've been recording on my iPhone because my hard drive and my computer is not working. And so until it is fixed, thankfully, my brother will hopefully fix it for me. I have been recording on my iPhone. So you may notice the clarity of the recordings aren't as good as the ones that are on my actual desktop. So I appreciate you hanging in with me as I do these recordings because I want to continue to provide information to you all. So now let's talk a little bit about plastic bags. I know this is like such a funny I feel like this is like such an odd kind of episode that I'm doing, but when we're talking about whole health empowerment, you know, environment comes to play when it comes to whole health. So I felt like it kind of fit in the guidelines of talking about whole health. So 
How did plastic bags come to be what they are now? That was kind of a question that I have, so I'm going to dive into this a little bit. The main component of plastic bags is something called polyethylene. It's a component frequently used in plastic materials. Polyethylene was accidentally created back in Europe in the 1930s and was subsequently useful for materials used during World War II. The invention of polyethylene then led to the invention of a plastic bag as we know it today when a Swedish engineer designed it and patented the plastic bag as a way to protect the environment from use of paper bags. So at that particular time in most grocery stores, in all grocery stores throughout the world, paper bags were being used as a way to, you know, transport your groceries. But I think at that time, there was some worry about deforestation and things like that with with using paper bags. So this alternative being plastic bags was created. At first, the, the plastic bags were only wildly, widely used in Europe, and they were boasted as being greater and better than paper bags because they were stronger and more cost-effective than paper bags. But they weren't really introduced to the U.S. market until the 1980s. And then at that time, Safeway and Kruger picked them up because Again, they were stronger, they were more cost-effective, they were considered to be better because they were easier to carry because they had the two handles on it. And as we all know, paper is kind of hard to hold and it rips apart a lot of times. So, you know, because of these things, plastic was very easily and quickly replaced. Because of all these things, paper was quickly replaced by plastic. But at that time, the environmental and health consequences of plastic was unknown. So that's how plastic bags came to be what they are now. So now let's kind of talk about why plastic bags are a concern. Well, one of the most shocking facts about plastic bags is the, I mean, I think this is shocking amount of time that they take to decompose. Plastic in general may take up to a thousand years to decompose. So it's it takes many, many lifetimes in order to decompose plastic. The amount of time for plastic bags and plastic in general varies according to the actual product. Water bottles may take up to 450 years to decompose. And plastic bags, you know, I think that is something that nobody really knows. There's some research that says it takes 15 years to break down a a plastic bag. Some people say 450, some people say 1,000 years. And one of the things about plastic is that, you know, and plastic bags in particular, is that they think that they begin to crack and form into many pieces. And so for this reason... The amount of time it takes to break down may vary, vary, and sunlight has a lot to do with this too. So, you know, as it starts to crack and break down, I'm I'm guessing that the different kind of plastic takes a different amount of time for everything to decompose. But as plastics break down in landfills, and if it is that they actually get to the landfills, any of the toxic substances that are on the bag 
leach out and can contaminate the soils surrounding the plastic. So not only are you getting the damage from the, how long it takes to decompose plastic, again, up to a thousand years, but you're also then, you're going to get toxicity and contamination from whatever's on the bag as it leaches into the soil. But again, it takes, it, it would mean that the plastic bag needs to get to the landfill before this can actually happen. But what ends up happening is, is that the number of plastic bags that get recycled or are thrown into landfills is, is really quite small. And so what tends to happen with plastic bags is that they are often blown into the environment and end up in parks and wildlife habitat and oceans and streams and rivers or on highways. They're just everywhere. And the problem is, is that once plastic bags find their way into the ocean, it's very difficult to capture it. And so it's probably lost in the ocean forever. And then natural disasters can further move plastic and other debris into the ocean. So the goal of plastic bags is to prevent them from ever going into the ocean in the first place. Because once it's in there, you're never going to be able to probably capture it. So I have a lot of resources in the show notes, and this statistic comes from the Smithsonian, but one of the studies that they talk about is a 2015 study assessing plastic waste saying that there is an average of 8 million metric tons of plastic that enters the ocean from land every year. But the actual amount could vary between 4.8 and 12.7 million metric tons, which is astounding. So because of that, plastic, plastic bags have a very large environmental footprint. Plastic bags in itself may only be single use. I mean, I know that they can be used. I think the average time that people use them is anywhere from two to three times, but there certainly are plastic bags that are never used that amount that may only have been used one time. Americans use 100 billion, billion plastic bags a year. And because of that, that requires 12 million barrels of oil to manufacture. So that's a huge environmental footprint. You know, when it comes down to it, that 100 billion plastic bags is equivalent to an average of about 365 plastic bags per person per year. And that's from the Center for Biological Diversity. And again, all of this stuff is in the show notes. The production of plastic bags creates excess waste because it's not just the plastic bags in itself. You're using oil and petroleum and natural gas. And so all of that excess, in addition to the plastic itself, continues to have a large environmental impact. And then in addition to that, you know, the research suggests that the world now produces more than 380 millions of plastic every year. So cumulatively, that's a lot of plastic that's in the environment. And that's going to have an impact on the world around us. So in addition to having the large environmental footprint, one of the other problems with plastic bags is that marine and wildlife may mistake them as part of their natural habitat, resulting in death from strangles or entanglement. 
And this is in all kinds of, I mean, it's been found in so many different kinds of sea life and, and birds, you know, sea turtles often mistake floating bags for their prey, which is jellyfish, but certainly you can go on the internet and find examples of lots of different animals, whether it be whales or whether it be, um, whether it be anything, whether it be birds and you'll see images of all kinds of plastic and plastic bags in the bellies of those creatures. Plastic and then once they break down, microplastics are often found in the animals that we eat. So once we pollute the ocean, it's very easy for us to then eat those animals. And then there we are now and ingesting that same plastic that we have then put into the ocean. And because plastic and microplastics are not digestible, and they're found in the bellies of things that we would eat, like shellfish and fish and crustaceans. Those those plastics will then likely end up at some point in our bellies too, or our digestive system, which is really crazy. So one of the things that I never quite understood was why don't we recycle plastic bags? My mom insists that we do, but and she tries to recycle them constantly. And so we do have this struggle about it, but I never really understood the how few plastic bags are recycled and why they are not recycled. And so, you know, it it seems like very few plastic bags are recycled. So they think studies suggest that maybe only just one or 2% of the bags that are used. And remember, just in America alone, we're using about 100 billion plastic bags a year. So of that, only one to 2% are recycled. The rest typically end up in landfills, oceans, wildlife, and rivers. And so why plastic bags are not recycled is because it typically costs a lot of money to to recycle them. And so a lot of recycling in general is based on like cost, regulations to state, country, where you live, all of those things vary what is recycled. But typically for plastic bags, they are very hard to sort. So as part of the first part in recycling, it's usually a sorting process. But plastic bags, because of its odd shape and their flimsiness and the thinness of their material, they tend to migrate to other parts of the recycling area. So if they're even able to get the plastic bag onto the recycling into the machine, which is that's half the battle, but then they end up clogging and like providing a lot of nuisance to the actual recycling machine because they clog and jam them. So a lot of times they're not recycled because of that, because it takes a long time, a lot takes a lot of money to do that and to unclog the machines. So an alternative is that some grocery stores and some other big, like in the States, probably like a Target or a Walmart, like some kind of store like that may have a recycling, a recycling like drop-off center at the, at the beginning of their store. And so that would be an option to recycle because most likely your curbside recyclable pickup is not going to recycle plastic bags. So then if plastic bags aren't that great, is paper better? Well, that's something that I always thought until I started down this education and trying to educate myself on this. 
But typically, it sounds like paper is actually not better. So paper, because it's bigger, it takes up more space in landfills. You know, it also seems like because of the space, paper is more expensive to ship. And it also costs and takes much more energy to produce. Research on paper also shows that it is it adds more pollutants to the air and it adds more pollutants to water than plastic does, which I found pretty shocking. So paper may not be better, again, because it takes up more space in landfills and it takes more energy to manufacture than plastic bags. And so the alternative, I would suspect, is really just using recyclable, reusable bags. One of the things about paper is that it also can't be used multiple times because it doesn't really last that long. So you may get a couple of use out of paper, but overall, you're not going to be using it as long as you would probably a, re a recyclable or reusable bags. So a reusable or recyclable bag is really optimal because it has a smaller environmental blueprint. It is recyclable. You can tend to use them many, many, many times. There is, because of all this, decreased pollution and much less waste and litter that happens when you're using recyclable or reusable bags. One of the caveats, though, is that you'd have to remember to bring them, which is what I run into. So what are some ways that you could remember to bring and, and use these recyclable, reusable bags? Well, a, one of the things I would do is probably keep it in your car. So after you unload your groceries, just essentially put it in your car and don't even think about it. Another way would be to write down that you need to bring them, write it down on your grocery list so that it's part of your, your shopping routine. And then another way would be to keep your recyclable, reusable groceries bags at the front door so that when you go food shopping and you leave, you'll see them there. So what is the impact of avoiding plastic and avoiding paper and reusing your recyclable bags? Well, in addition to having a smaller blueprint and being recyclable, it also, you know, decreases the burden on recyclable and plants fact. So what is some of the other impacts of avoiding paper and plastic? Well, in addition to having a smaller blueprint, it also preserves marine and wildlife habitat and it decreases the burden on the recyclable plants and factories. And by choosing to not use plastic bags, you can save around 500 plastic bags per year from entering our oceans and landfill, which is a lot. So I don't know if any of you have heard of Plastic Free July, but it is a global movement to try to minimize the use of plastic that happens in the month of July. The website for this is, is plasticfreejuly.org. Like essentially like you fill out a form and you make a commitment what you want to do if you're willing to make a change in how much plastic that you're using. And so because it is July, I figured I would, you know, talk about all those things. So one of the things in the plastic free July, they talk about like anything that you can do as an individual 
and the impact that you can make to the environment as an individual and how that as each person takes individual ownership of having even a small amount of reduction of plastic, how you can help reduce their overall use of plastic collectively and improve the environment. So what are some other things that you can do every day to make an impact on protecting the environment? So in addition to trying not to use plastic bags as much, what, what can we do? So I would say I'm going to kind of I'm going to read through a list here. So recycling all plastic containers, you know, I'm very guilty of using plastic water bottles that are flavored water that I just love. So I really have to make sure that I recycle those if I purchase those. And certainly if anyone can think of like a soda stream or something besides soda stream that I can get my delicious sparkling water for that's more environmentally safe, please email me at info at trishard.com. I would love to know all the different things as I am, you know, kind of early in my journey into, into this. Transition from all plastic containers, especially single use like restaurant containers, transition them to glass containers. That's going to be beneficial to both the environment and your health. Instead of using plastic produce bags that you find in the produce section of your supermarket, switching to reusable produce bags like those meshy ones that they have out there or silicone plastic bags that can be reused. Another thing would be if you're using the plastic bags like I did at the grocery store, making sure that you grab them back up and put them back into the recyclable bin at the grocery store since you know that can hopefully get recycled. If you're ready to make a commitment to decrease the amount of single-use plastic that you're doing, you can head on over to plasticfreejuly.org. And in that, they talk about a commitment if you're ready to make a commitment to decreasing the amount of plastic that you use, you can head on over to plasticfreejuly.org. And in there, there is a commitment that you can make to avoid using the top four single-use plastic items, including plastic bags, water bottles, coffee cups, and straws, which really make up a huge amount of pollution and plastic consumption and waste that, that we find. If you end up using plastic bags, making sure that you use them at least multiple times and not just a single use. If you find plastic bags out on the highway or in your neighborhood, just making sure that you pick them up when you see them floating on the street to avoid harming any wildlife or entering the ocean. So the goal is to try to get any of these plastic bags before they enter the ocean, because once it's there, it's going to be near impossible to get them out. And I wasn't saying that you need to stop on the highway. I'm just thinking of where I saw my most recent plastic bag floating in the air and it was when I was driving. Recycle all plastic bags at the grocery store, drop-off box that they have. And when you're thinking of plastic bags, it's not just your grocery bags. It could be the plastic bags that you use for groceries. It could be your produce bags that are plastic, your dry cleaning bags, your colored or clear newspaper coverings and any sandwich bags that you use. You can switch from non-recyclable plastic straws to bamboo, glass, or metal straws. Note that all plastic straws are not recyclable and they remain in the environment forever. They take a really long time in addition to plastic bags to break down. 
And coffee cups are another one that are single use that are not recyclable. They're very hard to recycle because they're made from different materials. And so it'd be, it's very hard to break down each of the materials that's part of the coffee cup. And so one of the ways to try to minimize the use of single serving coffee cups is to either make your coffee at home or to bring your own reusable cup. And then making sure that you clean off all food residue when you're recycling plastic food containers. Because if those containers are dirty, it's going to be very hard for them to be recycled. So to increase the likelihood of those containers being recycled, clean off the food residue so that so that they have a chance. And then lastly, just to remind you that just to start slow, I know that it seems so overwhelming, all of the things that we can do to make an impact on our environment. But I think it's so overwhelming, like to make a whole bunch of changes all at one time. So for me, I've, you know, on this podcast, I try to talk about making, you know, small changes that small changes at first. And then as the more you do it, you build up on another behavior. And then over time, you've made bigger changes than if you were really overwhelmed and not made any changes at all. So what I've decided to do would be to focus on one room at a time. So right now, I've just been focusing on things that affect my kitchen and how I can um, decrease and minimize my plastic bag use and, and some other ways to be more environmentally friendly in my kitchen. But as I start to get a little bit better at that, which I suspect will take a little bit of time because of the sheer impact of, you know, of what I can actually do, I think I'm just starting to realize that. But over time, you know, as I get to be a little bit better at it, then I'm going to go to other, other rooms in my house too. So I think to end this episode, I just wanted to kind of talk about that it's much easier to prevent plastic bag use at the beginning than to remove it once we actually do it. And so, you know, as we talked about that, you know, each if you're in America, each one of us uses an average of 365 bags per year per person. So if we are able to just minimize any use that we're doing in terms of plastic bag use or any plastic use, you're going to have a huge impact individually on our planet. And then if more than one person does that, think of the collective impact of reducing environmental waste on, on our planet, which is pretty great. So I'm still learning about all of this, of all these changes and plastics in the environment. So certainly if you have any education or knowledge that I neglected to share in this and you want me to share, you can come find me at info at Trisha RD as in registereddietitian.com, or you can head on over to IG at Whole Health Empower. So I hope that you guys have a great week and that even, you know, knowing that anything that you do today to decrease the amount of plastic that you're using, especially plastic bags, the environment will probably gladly thank you. So I really thank you for listening in and I'll see you guys back here next week. And just remember one thing at a time, no matter how small the change may seem, it's going to have a huge impact for your own health and for the environment. See you soon. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. 
You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.